On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about the games people play with the help of special guest Jeff Neal of Ozarks Remodeling and Design in Springfield, Missouri. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hi everyone, Tim Fowler here and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. As I always say, keep those ideas coming in. Uh, whether it's guests or topics, we'd love to hear from you. The email is tim at remodelersadvantage.com. So one of the most important topics is labor, right? Everybody's at, where do I find good people? But probably a corollary to that is once I've got them, how do I keep them? Now, there's a lot of answers to that question, but the one that most frequently pops up is great culture, developing a culture where people want to work. Now, there's always going to be people who are going to jump ship. Business owners ask me all the time, if I spend all this money training somebody, they're just going to go work for somebody else. And yes, there are people that are always going to do that. We just kind of have to say that's the cost of doing business. But I really believe that if we develop a culture that people enjoy, they're going to stay around longer than if they if we don't. And so one of the most, most important things is that we care about the people that work for us. I think that's pretty obvious. But another component of this, it seems to me, and I wasn't very good at it when I was a production manager, is have some fun. Okay? And so uh, back in April of 2018, episode five, we had a production manager on discussing this thing we've called mini games. So I've recently been acquainted with our guest today as he participated in one of our roundtables for production managers. But before he even joined up, he and I had a call via video like so many of us are doing these days. And when I asked him about like, where are you sitting in your office? He goes, well, I'm in our new room for shooting training videos. And I, and I, my head exploded, right? I went like, I know I'm going to like this guy because he's innovative. He obviously is thinking about how do I train people? And of course, that's a big part of what I'm about. And so we started talking about a little bit of stuff. And then at our meeting a couple of weeks back during one of the times when he was commenting, uh, he started talking about this thing called mini games. And so I said, you know what? It's about time we repeated this topic. It's been three years since we really talked about it in depth. And I thought he had some great views on it. So Steve, let's go ahead and get going. All right. So Jeff Neal is the production manager for Ozarks Remodeling and Design in Springfield, Missouri. He joined the company in August of 2020 to take over managing the production side of the business. After coming on board, he was able to grow the production staff to double the size, allowing them to reduce their backlog and serve their customers better. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we can help people have fun, but also have a little bit of fun ourselves with it. So, just give us a little bit more about Ozarks remodeling. You know, like how much work are you anticipating doing this year? Do you use all subs or do you use carpenter? What What's the makeup of the company? Yeah, so we're a residential construction company. Um, we use a lead carpenter model. 
Um, we predominantly try to stick to kitchens and baths. And one of our metrics is trying to do about 80% kitchens and baths, but we do, you know, decks and basements and all sorts of uh, other jobs. And uh, last year we did about a million. And then this year we're shooting to do 2 million. We're projecting. Yeah, so, so when I mention innovative, I'm trying to think of like how many companies that are doing just a million dollars are thinking about having a place where they can do videos, right? Not very many. Okay. And so that's why I say that when I first talked with Jeff, I went like, this just blows my mind that this small of a company is thinking about how they're going to do training as well as outreach to uh, potential customers. So uh, that just gives you a little bit more idea of, of why I was so excited about having Jeff on. So the topic is games, like define for us from your vantage point, this, this thing that we've started calling the mini game. What, what is it? Well, it's a, it's an activity or, I mean, it's a game that's centered around uh, focusing on a very, you know, specific key um, metric in your company that you're trying to improve. Um, So, you know, you, you, kind of get the whole team behind you and try to focus on whatever that number is that you're wanting to improve, whether it's labor, um, you know, runs to the, the box stores or, uh, you know, whatever that metric may look like. So it's just a way to kind of rally everybody in the company around that number. So you're looking at something that's a challenge for the company or a problem. Yep. You can call it either one as far as I'm concerned. And then you say, well, we're going to put together a little game and then we're, we're hoping we win, obviously. We're going right. to set it up uh, so that we win. And then you get the whole group kind of playing this game together uh, with the idea that the result will impact something that's business-related. Is that kind of a good view of yep. it? Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so where did this come from? Where did this all start up? Who, who, who threw this idea out to start with? Yeah, so um, our owner uh, reads a lot of books, and one of the books that he's uh, read was The Great Game of Business, and we read it quite a while back. And um, you know, it, it's a it's an open you know management type of business operating. You know, uh, I don't want you to say system. I guess you'd say, yeah. uh, and it there's a lot of different things that make that work and make it tick, and one of those is a mini game. Um, and it helps, you know, complete the whole package of what the great game of business does. Um, and so when you open up your books and allow the guys to see that and how they're impacting the numbers, and then you give them a stake in the outcome, you know, then you give them the mini game and that mini game drives, you know, improving that and shows them a tangible, measurable way that you're improving a number that affects that bottom line or whatever your, your target is uh, with the mini games. So the assumption being that because these are called mini games, there must be a big game, right? Which I, yep. I believe they said in the book is like the big game is profitability or right. success of the business or something like yep. that. And so all these little games are derived or decide, uh, put together to try to drive. Is that the idea? Drive that larger win? If yep. you will? Yeah, you always try to tie it back to um, that overall you know, for us, net profit. Um, so you're always focusing when you're thinking about the next mini game or, or working to figure out what you're going to do next. Um, you're always thinking about what can drive that number. And most things, you know, drive net profit. 
Right. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the goal is to have whatever that number looks like, you know, trying to figure out a way to improve it, you know. Okay. You know, so now I've talked to a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I've been around this business for many, many years and I've talked to a whole lot of us older guys that went, would say something like, you know what, we didn't play games when I was young. I mean, we came to work and we worked because we got paid. You know, nobody had to motivate us with any kind of bribery or anything like that. You right. know? And, and, and things, you know, all these, like, this is the construction industry business. Right. So what is it about these games that creates a motivation for people? Well, I think it's the whole package, really. I mean, if you take one little nugget out of uh, other business systems or philosophies, you know, it, it doesn't work as well. You can clean certain parts of business philosophies and, and, you know, plug it in. But really showing them how they impact the numbers and then how that affects them, which is the stake in the outcome, right? The gain sharing, right? So, I mean, that is the biggest motivator is, you know, being able to see how it affects their bottom line paycheck, uh, which is a huge motivator. But, you know, beyond that, just being able to tangibly see an improvement in your own company that you're working for, which, you know, keeps your job security or whatever the other motivating factors might be if you don't have a gain share program. Um, but it's really just being able to see that progress, get that achievement, that, you know, that drive to everybody work as a team and, and get to achieve a goal together and reduce expenses or whatever it might be. So every game has components, right? If you think of any, any game, you know, football, basketball, tiddlywinks, they all have different components. And I, I believe, I think, I remember from previously talking about that, that there's two or three basic components of a mini game. What, what are yeah. those? So you're going to set like that target, whatever it is for, you know, one that we're doing currently, it, it is the box store runs. Um, and then you have a specific time frame, you know, that the, the game will last, um, who's involved in it. Cause this also works for large companies that, you know, may have different departments, you know, for us, production department is where we're doing the mini games. As we get bigger, we may have one for the office staff for overhead items or, you know, what kind of, you know, so for a company that's larger, it may be a production department, marketing department, they might all have different. Um, mini games and then you have a scoreboard and then rewards and what was the last one scoreboard and then rewards rewards okay so now do you do you basically sit in your office or your truck or somewhere and figure all this out and say oh everybody we're going to play a game or how does yeah. this become a game that everybody participates in so we in the production meeting, I, you know, talk about, Hey, we're about a month out from our next mini game. I kind of bring, get them involved and let them really, I may direct the path a little bit to some ideas that I think might be a good option. Um, but really I let them choose the metric that they want to improve, right? They're out there seeing the day-to-day -day activities and the inefficiencies and, you know, let them come up with it because then it's again, more buy-in. You know, you want to improve the, the things that you create um, and same way with like a schedule or something. The person that is bought into that schedule is the one that made it. Um, and so the same concept here is we all come together. We, you know, discuss what kind of metrics are out there that we could improve. 
Um, and then we all decide on one that we're going to focus on for the next 90 days. And so when you when you talk about the box store runs, this was actually something that the team said, yes, we want to work on this. Right. Yep. Because that's, yeah, I mean, that's sort of the opposite of the way it usually works. You come to a production meeting and somebody tells you, you will work on this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because we're losing so much money as opposed to deciding to work on it together. I mean, I'm, there might have been a, some slight nudging from my part uh, yep. to head towards that one. <laughs> but it was something that was very obvious that eventually we're going to do a mini game on anyway. And it really ties in well with some of the other kind of initiatives that I've tried to start with um, having inventory in the trucks, keeping stock in the, the warehouse to where, you know, that ties in with reducing those. So if I implement this system, you know, after the first month, we can then gauge how much impact that has, um, you know, just it tied really well with some of the other things that we we're trying to do. So I definitely nudged them a little. Yeah. And then do you get them to pick the target as well? I mean, yeah. you, you talked about the, 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 the target, the time frame. So what's the target? Uh, how, how do you decide, like, again, for the big box runs or you know, the store right. runs, how do you decide what a good target is? Um, so we, we did it based on, you know, we have a shared credit card system. Everybody has their own credit cards uh, that are assigned to them. And so what we did is just did an audit of the last, I think, six months um, and just tallied up how many times we were running to the store based on transactions, um, just on their cards, right? Because there's a bunch of other stuff that gets on there, but I could filter it down to the individuals that were making box store runs. And, um, yeah, we were able to kind of come up with that baseline, which, you know, it, it's based on transactions. Um, so if we go over a certain number of transactions and we're getting close to hitting one of those numbers that we're not supposed to go past, there's times where they may go to Home Depot, then they don't have what they need to go to Lowe's. It's <laughs> really another run and we'll dig into it a little bit, but um, that's kind of how we set the targets is, hey, this is our baseline here's how much we could save, which means this much for you at the end of the year or at the end of, or the next bonus payout, if we were to reduce this expense, because, you know, one of the things we do too is financial literacy training. And um, that kind of goes with a great game of business as well. And one of the things that was really interesting is um, I did a training on, Hey, here's, here's a dollar that comes in. Here's how you affect it. Revenue can affect it, but the bigger impact is cost of goods sold. Right you can raise your overall profitability by, you know, reducing your costs a lot faster than you can by increasing your revenue. Um, and so the guys would come to me and say things like, how much tip did you leave? Cause you know, that's, that's $1 equals. And then they would do the math for me. And so that's kind of the same concept here is if they can grasp that, that one trip costs you, this much on the front end, the trip itself, the time in the store, then back, and then the inefficiencies on both sides, it really motivates and they can So see. what's the what's the scoreboard for your your box runs uh, <laughs> game that you're playing? What's the scoreboard? Uh, so currently uh, it's <laughs> it's our estimator and uh, it's called Stop the Runs. Okay. Um, and there are three different phases. And I photoshopped his face onto the dumb and dumber poses 
um, for when he's blowing up the bathroom. So that's the the current one. Okay, so there's the fun, folks. Everybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, and the way I understand it is, the more fun you have with the scoreboard, it's yes. like that makes it that makes the whole game, you know, really, really worthwhile. Yeah, uh, and then we have little poop emojis that we put on there for every run uh, that they do. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then do you bring it up like in the production meeting? You like, like, here's the scoreboard folks. Here's where we stand. Yep. Here's our goal. And here's where, here's how we can make this work. So we actually do it on Mondays. We have our company like meeting. And then on Thursdays we have the production meeting. So I do it on the Monday morning meeting that we kind of kick off the week with. Okay. Yep. Jeff, what's this, what's the starting point? You, you have a number of base, uh, like a, number of runs that you're already doing right yeah so again we based on transactions to not have to like really dig into the weeds so our numbers look really terrible because <laughs> transactions aren't really truly just the number Got of runs because they may make you know several stops on that first day to grab the things that they need from the different locations but you know we started off i think with 16 transactions which I know it sounds terrible. Again, it's not based solely on for, for what, time, what time frame. Uh, so that was over the the six month period per person per week was per the per week. actions. Yeah. yeah. And then we, our first goal on our current one was 10 then we're dropping it to seven and down to four. Okay. Uh, and once we get to the later um, runs, I'll actually have to start digging in and seeing, you know, if they go over that number, well, then we dig in and see why, and if they have a valid trip where it was two transactions, you know, we can vet that. Okay, cool. So what's the reward? Yeah, so that's really the, I think the biggest thing that can impact the success of it, honestly, because, um, you know, everybody naturally goes financial uh, and thinks that that's the only motivator, but financial rewards are not memorable. You know, you put another 20 bucks in your pocket or, you know, you take your wife out to dinner, which is very memorable. Don't get me wrong. Um, but the uh, the other side of it is when you leave in a laugh, you know, or you get a laugh out of somebody or you, you know, one of the ones we did for a previous one was uh, our owner had to wear a it was a second tier reward for the second month. And our owner had to wear a wig and a mustache to make him look like a. Uh, the guy off Princess Bride. Uh, and so he had to wear that every morning in our production meetings and, and then our company-wide meeting. And, you know, that they're so motivated to see him in that wig and mustache that they're, you know, trying to figure out any way they can to make sure everybody's turning in the receipts was that one. So, and then, you know, the, the monetary side of it isn't as impactful. You know, we try to keep our rewards to under, I think three or 400 bucks, which so what's the, what's the reward for the, the uh, stop the runs this time around. Um, so the first one is to see uh, the other thing is Tucker, the trucker, our estimator's name is Tucker. We like to give him a hard time. Uh, so this one's really focused in on him. Uh, and so we've been adding to our company wide scoreboard deliveries for him. Right. So he, uh, he doesn't do any deliveries but it's kind of a fun thing to poke at him. And so the first one is he has to show up in kind of like a jumpsuit and like Bob the Builder kind of look and has to wear <laughs> that for every meeting. Okay. Um, 
And then, you know, the big reward for that one is we're going to do a karaoke night and myself and Aaron, the owner, have to share in karaoke some oh kind of song that they choose for us. So, which will be very interesting. To see. Yeah. So are you going to do a video of that so we can, uh, so we can yeah. all see that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I oh, that would be, love that. Would be really cool. <laughs> So what are some of the other games that you've, you've played? You mentioned the, the receipts, turning in receipts. Yeah. So this is a, you know, fairly recent thing for us. So those are the two that we've really kicked off because we kicked off the great game of business um, at the first of the year. You know, we've been working with a consultant for most of the time that I was here last year. Um, and then so at the beginning of the year, we kicked off okay. uh, our, our mini games and stuff. So. Oh, cool. So how do you actually get your, team i mean is it is it just the funds the of see the fact that i get to see jeff sing at karaoke does that get people involved or is there some other way because again i have been accused of not being any fun you know and partly because (laughs) the things that i like to do that are fun most people don't think are fun but i think they're a lot of fun but how would you get an old curmudgeon like me to go like I want to participate in this game because we're going to have some fun. Well, I think it's important to realize that not everybody's motivated by the same things, right? Um, somebody that, you know, luckily all of our guys participate really well and they're, you know, in their thirties and, you know, early forties and they, they have a good time with it. They're good sports. Uh, I think some of it maybe starts with hiring, you know, we're setting a very specific culture, um, but I think it's a combination of that reward at the end, right? Making that meaningful, right? To where it's not just monetary. You can do monetary, but there's some that we've tossed around that, you know, the guys get a tool that helps them on the job, but really making an impact and a laugh where they want to see the kid that they raz, the young estimator in some kind of suit or whatever. So, and then obviously a stake in the outcome is the other side of that, right? The monetary that comes through that bonus or, or game share. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for your culture of, of having the fun you do because the work is hard, you know? So, uh, so I applaud you for that. But when you have the, uh, so you have this game, you're going to reduce the runs. Um, how do you make, make it so you don't go backwards once you, once you get to your good point? How do you yeah. not regress? How do you make sure it's a, so I guess that would be tracking and activities that reduce the run. So how do you do that? Yeah. So again, we have the main scoreboard. Um, so a lot of the things that we have in this mini game, you know, we keep up on, right. And we have seen that with the receipts, which was our first one is, you know, we would, we, we try to get all of our receipts in at the end of the week and it was just a nightmare tracking them down. They lose them. They don't know which job they go to. Um, and so we had it to where they had to submit it the very same day so that we did see some regression in that. And you have to kind of remind them, you know, in the meetings and things, Hey, this is why we set this as a goal. This is why we, you know, said that we were going to work on receipts is because, you know, it's important for our, our accuracy on our reporting and not knowing really where we are each week, you know? So the same thing with the runs, just reminding them is a big thing, um, and, you know, honestly, I don't have a, a for sure answer on that, uh, but it's a, it's something that, you know, I think if you're tracking it on an ongoing basis uh, is a huge help. So 
we're going to kind of wrap things up, Jeff. And this has been really, really fascinating and, and fun for me because, I, like I said, we, we talked with another person about this about three years ago, and it comes up in our meetings quite often where people talk about mini games and things like that. It's quite often suggested uh, that people play a game. Um, but like, what's the difference between this and, and I'm just going to, again, air quote it here, tricking someone into being motivated, you know, cause I've, again, I've heard many business owners say things like, you know, I, I make the schedule really, really tight. So people will work hard. And I, I look at them and go like, does it work? And they go, no. And, but I still do it. You know, it's like, I'm trying to get something out of people by, and all I can say is by tricking them into thinking something. So how, just how does this differ uh, than, than something like that? Well, I think um, mainly it's transparency, right? The whole idea of, of the great game of business is open book management and transparency. And there's some myths around, you know, this idea that if you give all your employees information, you know, they're going to share it with somebody or, um, you know, they're not going to understand even if you did. And that's, you know, not true, right? Being able to see how the company's performing motivates them, um, you know, and then seeing how they impact that, right? Uh, I think that's really the big idea is transparency. You're not trying to trick them. Here's, you know, our goal. You can set stretch goals. You know, there's, there's ways to say, hey, we really want to target trying to get done at this date. Um, I've got it scheduled for this, you know. I don't think it's a matter of tricking them. It's just, again, tying it back to the game sharing, the whole great game of business has really been impactful in, in that side of things. So, Yeah, that's very, very cool. So um, this is just ringing in my head. Is the factory where Jack Stack worked, is that in Springfield? It is, yeah. It, it, that just yeah. dawned on me this very second. Yeah. Yeah, so it's actually in the town where you guys are located. Yeah, there's several locations all across the town. Yeah, oh, wow, that's so fantastic. So as we wrap it up, Jeff, any last little uh, golden nugget or something that you can just share with share with the listeners out there about, about these games? Yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to share uh, information, right? Uh, your employees are smart. They know how to you know, many of our guys have ran their own businesses before, um, you know, share the information and allow them to make those decisions and help impact the overall company, right? The more information you can give people, the more they understand how they play a pick, you know, part of the bigger picture. And when people understand how they play a bigger part in that picture, they're motivated to see it through to be able to help the overall goal of the company be met. And I think that would be the the biggest thing I want people to, to leave with. Yeah, I mentioned earlier that a lot of business owners will say, Tim, if I, if I train them and share all that information, they're just going to leave. And I usually say something like, well, wouldn't it be nice if they were smarter while they were with you? Right. Because, I mean, they can help you a lot more while they're with And I think that's what you're saying, Jeff. Share the information. Let them help you for now. There's always going to be those people who, you know, will go do something else. And um, that's just part of our business, I think, more than any, more than a lot of businesses. So, well, Jeff, this has been super. Thank you so much for taking an hour out of your day just to be part of this. And uh, I hope everybody really gets some uh, 
some tidbits of information that they can use in their business. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks yeah, so much, take Jeff. It easy. Take, take care. care. Tim, I am, uh, I'm, you know, you set up a lot of these topics and I, I love, you know, bringing this one back to the forefront. It's so important that people are having fun and that people are um, putting this into their business. And, uh, you know, the other thing, I just wanted to touch on what uh, you guys just wrapped up with, but there are a million reasons um, to improve the bottom line, to improve efficiency. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's job stability. It's a better work environment. It's a million different things. And it's important to uh, show that to employees. But I, I do love this aspect of having fun and getting things done. You know, the, the, I think the one big thing that I picked up and, and I tell people, I love these podcasts because I almost always learn at least one new thing. And, it, you know, it's kind of hard for me to believe because I've been around for a while. But the thing that I picked up this time was Jeff's emphasis on the whole process or the whole system, because I know I've been in meetings and we've told, look, play a game, you know, do a mini game, do a mini game. But this helped me understand just playing the game doesn't have the same effect as it, as it being tied to the openness, the, um, the whole great game of business package, if you will. Just playing the game by itself has some good impact, but doing that in conjunction with all the other things that are talked about in that book uh, is a bigger impact. And I think that was that was an aha moment for me during this this podcast. So thinking more about the whole picture, not just like oh we're going to play a game about this. The other thing, and the you know the, the lumberyard run thing is out there. Everybody's talking about it. You know, let's play a game around that. But just the emphasis around you can do it for receipts. I know a production manager that played a game with just understanding the the GP on their jobs. And 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 they he played a game, you know, focused around that. So this idea that it has so many uh, applications, if you will, that it's not just the one thing. And I really like the idea too that Jeff brought to us that they started with a game, that game came to an end. They said, okay, we're going to start another one. And I'm just guessing that when this one comes to an end, then they're going to say, we're going to start another one. It isn't just a one-off. This is part of the culture. This is part of what they're going to do on an overall basis. And I really, really like that. Yeah. We'll wrap with that because that's exactly you know, my thoughts as well. This was a great podcast. So uh, again, we want to thank Jeff Neal for joining us today. And we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. And remember at the Tim Fowler Show, we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your vocabulary. This has been another episode of the Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.